Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we uh, have a shocking Oscars convention, convention confession for you here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts today. The good news, there's hope for us, Holly. <gasps> really? Uh, despite our shocking confession. And well. If you're just as pathetic as we are. First, um, we need to make our shocking confession. We will. But I oh. want you to know that if you're as pathetic as we are, there's hope for you. Holly, share with the audience what shocking Oscars confession. Why do I have such a hard time with that word on Friday? I don't know. What is our confession? Confess. Our confession? This is a safe space, right? Yeah, it's totally safe. Nobody's listening. Okay. I mean, hopefully a lot of people are listening. Yeah, that's true. Our Oscar confession is the fact that myself, Bradley Trainer, we have only seen one film nominated for Best Picture at the Academy Awards they're happening Sunday night. Hi. So unprepared. We work on, uh, you know, the radio talking about this kind of thing, but uh, we've seen one movie and oh, and, oh, wait for it. We've both seen the same movie. And guess what? That movie came out a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. We've both seen that movie. No, really. Get out, Holly. We're horrible okay, people. No, that's the movie we saw. Yeah, yeah that's um, true. But he, it was very good, As I said, way. Silver Linings Playbook, there is hope for us, right? Uh, yes. The hope is that many of these movies that are nominated for Best Picture are available on your devices to stream yeah, in the comfort hope. of your we can own watch home. a bunch of them this weekend. Holly. I didn't even think about that, Bradley. So uh, I think it was last weekend or a couple weekends ago, I, like your partner Jamie, wanted to go to the Best Picture Showcase at the local movie theater, meaning they show all of the Best Picture nominees back to back to back. Too lazy for that. Can't be bothered. That's an investment. I mean, that is an investment yeah. of time. But now you can do it on your couch. But now I can do it on Not my couch. Not all of them, but a significant portion of the yes. movies that are nominated, you can actually see uh, online whether you rent them uh, or stream them, depending on the service yes. and where they're they're uh, currently located. Which is fantastic. And and I tweeted out this list at on my Twitter account, Holly D. Roberts. And, you know, for example, Bradley, I think both of us are very interested in seeing, uh, for example, Call Me By Your Name. That movie has yeah. four Oscar nominations, including Best Picture. That one you can rent on Amazon, I think, for six bucks. Oh, that's not bad at which, all. Which is not bad at all. Most of these movies are going to cost you about six bucks to rent. Some of them you have to buy for $14.99. Uh, but that's But still, if you went nominal, to see a movie, you're going to pay probably 10 something and yeah. then you get snacks. So $14.99 ain't nothing. Exactly. That's like a human Invite and a half. Invite some friends over. Totally. Darkest Hour is also available for renting and purchasing on streaming services. Did you uh, say you tweeted these out? Because I don't see your tweets. Yeah, it's from last night. Oh. So I tweeted it out last night. Um, Dunkirk, 
uh, which is this. nominated for eight Oscars this year. You can I really also get see that. Dunkirk. So anyways, it's we are saved, Bradley, and so is everyone else. If you want to catch up on all your Best Picture nominees and also a lot of the uh, movies that are nominated in other categories that are not Best Picture, they are available to rent or to purchase as well. So I, I feel somewhat relieved. I felt really good about myself last night saying... I can watch some of these over the weekend before Sunday. No matter how many movies I see uh, over the weekend before the Oscars on Sunday, I will not have seen anywhere near the amount of movies that my partner Jamie has seen because, as you know, he has a slight uh, issue and he likes to watch these movies each and every year and he creates a spreadsheet and he goes down the list dutifully and he has seen the shorts, he's seen the foreign films, he's seen the, you know, there are so many... Our life over the last uh, month or so has consisted of him going, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm off to see my movies. And he'll go. And frankly, you should just know that I'm a borderline hermit. Does he Does he have a plan? Does he pack meals? Yes. Does, he oh, wear, yeah. so, does he wear sweatpants? He he, is he dressed for the occasion when totally. he goes to these he, best picture shows? He brings cases? his dry roasted almonds. Yes. Be very careful, by the way, traveling with a large number of dry roasted almonds, especially in airplanes, because they'll set off the bomb sniffers. Turns out bombs have something similar in uh, chemical nature as a large amount of almonds. And he would he brings this giant bag of almonds with him everywhere for snacks because he's frugal. He's a frugal snacker. And um, that should be the name of his autobiography slash uh, podcast, The Frugal Smacker. Bring a big thing of almonds with you. you But on our trip over the weekend, uh, he got stuck at security twice because it turns out large quantities of Roasted almonds set off the bomb sniffers. Anyway, that is unrelated to his movies. I'm just saying I always feel inadequate because he has seen like 90 plus percent of the movies that are not. I feel like we've relieved our stress, but also let's be honest. The big reason we watch the Oscars is to see what the heck is going to happen because it is a live telecast and nonsense happens. We all remember last year, the best picture winner. It was in the last, like, literally, we were all standing up because we were done. We were ready to go. We were ready to go home. And we're like, what? Wait, why is everybody, what's going on? (laughs) So, okay, what are three things, Holly? Give me three things that we can look forward to at the Oscars telecast this weekend. All right, so some things to pay attention to during the Oscar telecast on Sunday night is Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway, they're back for the sequel. Page Six is reporting that the Hollywood icons are going to be presenting the Best Picture Oscar Again this year. This is, I don't know if this is a good you idea. Know, complete with bad jokes. I mean, usually when you fail at your job, you're not allowed to come back. Yeah. So I mean, they felt a little bit. Well, that's true, Bradley, because the accountant that flubbed it from PricewaterhouseCooper is not invited back to the Academy that's Awards. That's true. That's true. So at least they got that part right. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to watch for Faye Dunaway and Harvey McShevel Fitz. What's his name again? Warren Beatty? Warren Beatty, yes, that guy. Not even close by a mile, Bradley. Not even close. One thing that we were watching for uh, at the Golden Globes earlier this year was all of the actresses wearing black uh, in camaraderie with the Time's Up movement. However, I just want to let you know that that's not really happening at the Oscars. I'm sure that people will be displaying their individual support for the movement against sexual harassment, but there's no uh, a plan to be wearing all black on the red carpet. So that's something to be looking at. I'm fine with that. I think they made their, you know, uh, they made that a a point during the Golden Globes and we all had that conversation. I think now, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't have to sort of uh, require that of every awards. It'll be more individualized, that conversation on the red carpet. And something to watch out for over Oscar weekend in Hollywood is something that's already sitting on Hollywood Boulevard right now. It's a sculpture 
of Harvey Weinstein in gold, dressed in a bathrobe. It's called Casting Couch. Okay, what? Where? first of all, where is this? This is on Hollywood Boulevard, and Hollywood Boulevard is the street where the Oscars take place. Because so where Oscars, in reference to... Sure. Uh, like um, the Chinese theater, whatever it's called. Oh, um, the um, TCL, the, the TCL Chinese theater. So this, I think, is right down the street from it. It actually looks like it's on the corner. If I'm looking correctly at the footage of Hollywood Boulevard and La Brea Avenue, so that's right down the block from the Dolby Theater, which is where the Oscars take place. So it's right on that avenue. And this was created by street artists known, one, Plastic Jesus, and one is Ginger Monroe. And Plastic Jesus told the New York Post that the sculpture aims to spotlight the entertainment industry's sexual misconduct crisis and the disgraced movie mogul's role in it. So, okay. it, so if you're out in California, yeah, if you're check out, out in, the creepy Harvey Weinstein Yeah, statue. I mean, check, yeah, check that out. And you can sit with it if you want. Maybe don't. Yeah, maybe don't. You could do better things with your time. I think so. Okay, Holly, three things you need to know uh, for the Oscars telecast. Hey, when we come back, we've got more for you to know about the Oscars. In fact, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes joins us to predict the winners and the losers when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Who's going to win? Who's not going to win? We're about to find out. Well, at least we're about to uh, hear his predictions. That's Paul McGuire Grimes here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. And uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts and, as I said, Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's Trip to the Movies.com and the All Things Streaming Podcast. Hello, Paul. Hello. Hello. Oscar time Hi. is here again. It's my favorite weekend. So you've seen all the movies. Seen all the movies. And you've got all the feels. I have a lot of feels. Are you excited? Are you nervous? What are you doing to prepare? I am nervous. I'm excited and scared. That's an Into the Woods reference. Oh um, what we're doing to prepare, we've got some friends coming over tomorrow to rewatch some of the Best Picture nominees. Okay. We're having a big party Sunday night, kind of tabulating. I've got, got a vote for our pool that we're doing. A lot of goes into it. I have a lot of feels on the Best Picture race, actually. Oh, okay, interesting. Well, it's good that you do, mm-hmm. because we want to ask you to predict maybe like uh, the top four awards do you want to start with best picture or should we leave that for the like sort of ultimate uh, we end can do reveal? that in the ultimate so i okay. think paul that yeah. you have your opinions on who should win so that's your yes. personal opinion my personal and opinion. then who you think will win those because are two different things the, sometimes yes those are that's two true. very true. different things so okay. let's start with the best actor category paul who do you think should win should win I would say Gary Oldman, just because he really disappears into Winston Churchill. And sometimes people don't like it when they're hidden behind a makeup job or something like that, or they call it a transformation performance. But I feel like he just nails Churchill, and it actually is a pretty strong movie. And he is he's Gary Oldman. He's one of the best character actors of all time. Do you feel he like this could be a, a lifetime achievement award-ish? I mean, like, because there's yes, yes, yes. I mean, he could have been nominated for. A, Plenty of his roles, and I think this year is the the one that he'll get it for. So Gary Oldman, that's who I would vote for my pick, and that's who I think will win. Oh, he's so you think vote. he actually will? Oh, yes. He's, I mean, he's the front runner. He's won every award going into it so far. I feel like the acting categories are really locked in place this year, which we don't often see. Okay, so uh, best actor, Gary Oldman, that would leave best actress. Who I want to win 
would be Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water because mm. in it she plays this mute woman that works at a research facility and she falls in love with this aquatic creature that she then tries to rescue. So in a way, she has to convey so much and she just says so much without saying a word and it's such a beautiful, tender performance and Sally Hawkins is just such a great actress, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The other end of that spectrum is uh-huh. who I think will win is Frances McDormand oh, sure. for Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah. I feel like that movie has sort of like, you know, deflated a little bit post Golden Globes. And I think there's a specific reason for part of that. But um, I also feel like just she, that is Frances uh, McDormand, had sort of a, you know, like everybody was like, oh, she's like funny and over the top and you know like zany and doesn't zany, care about Hollywood but then Hollywood. I kind of Which feel like that great. plays against her a little bit for the Oscars I don't or no know, because I you know she's someone that does not play by any rules she doesn't play the game and I think people also love that about her she's won before for Fargo so this would be her second Oscar and she again another phenomenal performance from her she's loud she's outspoken in the movie she stands up for what she believes in and she's not afraid to take people to task I mean when you watch the performance it's phenomenal like okay. it, you know. So I think she will win it. I wouldn't mind because I'm I, I love her dearly. So I I mean for sure I'd vote for Sally. But so I'm nobody else. So nobody it's, else. No, stu- it's stuck really out those for you. two. Okay. I mean the other nominees are great. It's a great year for women, but I think it's between those two. What do you think? Uh, just really quickly, um, we're talking to Paul McGuire Grimes from Paul's trip to the movies about uh, what is likely to win and what he would like to win at the Oscars on Sunday night. How do you feel? Because this is like my own pet thing. I feel like they need to do away with best actor, best actress, uh, or sh- I should say, do away with best actress and just have so you're best actor. Gendered performance yeah. awards need to go away. I get what you're coming from. I don't know if I necessarily agree or have had a lot of time to con- you know think about th- what that would look like yeah. without it. I realize I just and it'd be hard to then it. When you even look at these five nominees, they all are such different types of performances, different kinds, even among the men and the women, to then try to say which guy or best woman is, I don't know, like, I kind of like that they're separate. Because then maybe it would have to be separated by style, a comedic right. performance, a yeah. dramatic well, you have performance. Less nominees. And yeah, you, you would have less nominees, right. that's true. And then that's less people to um, celebrate an award. Interesting. All right. So, Paul McGuire Grimes, we are talking about Oscar predictions, who's going to be winning. Uh, who do you think should win Best Director. Okay, who I think should win is Christopher Nolan Mm -hmm. for Dunkirk because he made a movie that was, it's a World War II movie about Dunkirk, obviously. He had three different narratives going at the same time, told a massive, expansive movie, shot it with IMAX cameras, and made a movie that is the prime definition of why you go to a movie theater to see a movie. Mm -hmm. It was stunning. It was um, an experiment in filmmaking that we don't often see, and it... It, it it no one unlike no one else could have done it except for him. It's cinema. It's cinema. So you, with a capital it's, C. You it's appreciate with a capital C. the amount of work that oh actually went into yes. that movie. And so, it's a- hi everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. War movie that is minimally told, but it's expansive. You feel the tightness. You feel the expanse. You just feel everything about it. So who do you think will win? Who what, who will win is Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. Uh-huh. He won the Director's Guild Award. I believe he won the Golden Globe. People really, he's a favorite in Hollywood. He's been making movies for a long time. And The Shape of Water is really a passion project for him. Like you just see everything about that movie is so Guillermo del Toro. Again, another movie where no one else could have done that movie the way that he did it. And I think that speaks of what a great director can do. Okay, so we got to get right to what we think uh, will, yeah, who you would like to win for Best Picture. What I would like to win for Best Picture would be Dunkirk. That would be my number one I wish would win. It's unfortunately not in the race this year. I mean, it is because it's a nominee, but what? Can I make a prediction? Yes. Because I just want to tell you what Jamie said he thinks is going to win, and I want to see how this goes up against what you think is actually going to win. He thinks, and again, Jamie, my partner, he's watched a lot of the movies, if not all of them. Uh, he thinks, and he's no expert in film. I mean, he doesn't have the background that you do, obviously. But he goes but and sees them. He does see them. Unlike a lot of people. That's true. He, um, he uh, which could play against uh, or not, but he thinks Shape of Water will win. That would be one of the three that are kind of in a three-way tie right now. It won the Producers Guild Award. It won the Critics' Choice Awards. Those are two, you know, the Producers' Choice is a big predictor of it. It's got a lot of buzz going in. People really love it. Um, it has a, a big chance of winning. The other two would be Three Billboards. It won the Golden Globe for Best Drama. It won the BAFTA Award. People really love Three Billboards. But then there's half the people that really hate Three sure. Billboards. It's very divisive. Very divisive. What I think is going to win is Get Out. And really? I'll tell you, yes. And I'll tell, tell you why. Tell us why. Okay. So in the past few years, the, the Academy has really favored toward contemporary movies that are telling a topical story with Spotlight and Moonlight. So they're movies about diversity, about getting towards something, and Get Out really sparks that. It's a movie that is topical, has a lot of people thinking. A lot of people saw it to begin with. It's really taken off over the past few weeks. And the way that the Best Picture nominations work is that it's ranked choice voting. All right, Paul McGuire, Grimes, Prowl's trip to the movies are gonna be on Twin Cities Live today, this afternoon. a big wedding show today. All right, so uh, we'll check in with you on Monday. Hopefully we'll hear more about your predictions. We'll be right back with Crazy Stupid Idiots. Oh, the world is full of idiots. Find out today, you guys, who the Golden Girls Poisoner is and why she made CSI. Welcome to the Colleen and Bradley Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Bradley Trainer along with Holly Roberts, who's been uh, hanging in for Colleen today. Colleen will be back on Monday. Sonny also running the board. Doing a great job, honey. Roll that audio. Well then, I guess one could say... That's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again. Oftentimes in the state of... Florida. So remember I said uh, we're going to find out who the Golden Girls Poisoner is? Are Doesn't we going- that... That sounds intriguing. It kind of sounds fun, doesn't it? Yeah. 
well. It's a real story, and it's kind of sad. But I want to tell you a tale. Uh, we're going to New York, though. We're not going to Florida. Going to New York. New York is where I'd rather be, where a woman is facing charges for allegedly giving someone poisoned cheesecake. The nerve. It's very Golden Girls. Like, if I were going to be a serial killer, I would probably kill somebody like Golden Girls. Like, I would do, like, cheesecake, uh, and then I would maybe wear, like, some sort of shoulder pad experience circa 1987. I thought you'd wear a house coat Uh, with a full zipper that runs down to the floor. Yeah, but, you know, they were very fashionable girls for their time. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to tell you uh, that the, the suspect we're speaking of, the one who served up some laced cheesecake is a lady by the name of Victoria Nasirova. She was a customer at a beauty salon where the victim worked. The victim's name is Olga Sivk. Excuse I don't know. You? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> okay, so um Victoria, as I said, was a customer at the beauty salon where Olga worked. And for whatever reason they were friends. Long story short, uh Victoria Decided to um, that she had had enough Olga. I don't know. Maybe it had to do with the fact that you know she didn't like the hairdos that she was getting. I get it. Sometimes yeah, you cry when you get happens. a bad haircut. She took uh, she took her out for cheesecake and served her a bunch of cheesecake. She ate two pieces and was like, "Hey, do you want a piece of cheesecake?" And uh, and Olga was like, "Sure, I will. I will have some cheesecake. Thank you very much." And she eats the cheesecake and she starts barfing uncontrollably. Oh, this cheesecake, it's very bad. It's very bad. So then Victoria is like, oh, I'm so sorry. You feel so bad. I will bring you soup. I'm bringing you soup to make you feel better. And Olga's like, oh, thank you very much. We're the best friends. All of a sudden we're Italian. I don't know. Anyway, um, so she goes to her home (laughs) and says, here is some soup. It make you feel better. What a nice friend. She drank the soup. She went into a coma for three days. What? Yes, this lady was out to kill her. Yeah, she was trying to end her. Bradley, yes. I thought that you said <sighs> that these people were BFFs and they no! liked hanging out with each other at the hair salon. And not only that, but get this, Victoria, she goes, oh, I don't want them to think it was lady who carrying soup trying to kill Olga. So I make it look like Olga, uh, Olga trying to take her life. So I dump pills around her body. Look at you, sneaky, sneaky Victoria. So I just am telling you, Russian people are to be wary of. We should be. Eyes open. Yeah. And ears open. No offense to my Russian listeners out there, but I'm not taking any cheesecake from you people. Mm -mm. Or soup. Or soup. No. This borscht soup is very good. I, I kind of love Russians because they, they like they do seem to have this, and it's probably all these you know horrible stereotypes we have of Russian people because clearly they're not monolithic, right? But my idea of Russian people is that they're all very sultry, and they but they will they know somebody who could kill you if they really needed to call somebody. I think they would call them. You've watched too much James Bond and I also did. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Also, informs your opinion. Also, I've been watching this show called Babylon Berlin, which is a German show, but they have these uh, Russians on there that they kill people left and right. So, okay. anyway. Anyway, she survived. She's fine. Victoria is not fine. She's in jail. And uh, the women, by the way, have the same hair uh, and skin complexion. Uh huh. So they kind of look like twinsies. Interesting. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Well, glad, That's my story. glad there was no death in your story. There is no death in my story, but it does not lack of stupidity. So 
we all have indulged or used ride-sharing services. Oh, sure. I we, use them lots. Uber and Lyft and all of those wonderful things of the 21st century. So this story has to do with an Uber ride that a college student took in West Virginia. His name is Kenny, and he was partying with his buddies. Oh, that guy. In West Virginia. Oh, that guy. But, you know, we party hard, right? So you party hard. And Kenny was smart. Kenny was thinking about other people. Kenny's like, I can't get behind the wheel of my vehicle. I'm going to take an Uber home and have a sober cab. Bada bing, bada boom, I'm done. So he ordered an Uber in Morgantown, West Virginia last Friday night to take him back where he was staying near West Virginia University's campus. Great, so I can get home. Kenny didn't go home, Bradley. Kenny didn't go home. Where did he go? Well, he actually didn't go to where he was staying. I apologize. Kenny literally went to where he lives in Gloucester County, 300 miles away. Oh, my God. Yeah. He woke up in the passenger seat of a car next to an Uber driver that was taking him home because he had put in his address of his Uber destination the place where his family lives in New Jersey. Oh, God. New Jersey? <laughs> New he he was toasted to say the least. I live at four five six, like the address you had when you grew up. I, I yes, right. Ninety two twenty two Sharpview Drive, Houston, Texas. That would be a long Uber for me. That would be a long yeah. Uber. Also, yeah. who? How did the Uber driver not go? Are we right, sure this right. is where you want to go, sir? Why are you? I mean, he's passed out. Maybe I should just. Find a nice corner. Because he's passed out, and I'm sure Uber drivers are trained. Look, this is the destination. This is what my uh, this is what has been requested. I'm going to take them. I'm going to do my duty and drop them off in Gloucester County, wow. 300 miles away. Now, Kenny, he's an interesting guy. We do have his take mm-hmm. on what happened. Okay, when he misdirected the Uber driver. Let's listen. I guess yeah. it's kind of embarrassing. I was just like, "What's good? Like, that's crazy. Like, why did you agree to like take me to?" To New Jersey from West Virginia. I just woke up in the Uber next to a older dude just like telling me I was an hour out from Jersey. It was $1,635 and like some change. It would have been like $800 but it came out to $1,600. I'm going back to West Virginia this weekend pick up my bags and I will be there. So if you guys see me say what's up. Okay, so yep. the thing I, I uh, was just reading about is that he apparently got stuck with surge pricing. Yeah, so this is how it broke down. Oh like God. like our friend Kenny said, he was charged $1,600 for this trip. And so there was a $3.94 base fare, a $2.35 booking fee, $696 for the distance, and $115 for the time. But poor Kenny, you know, I usually order... Just the regular baseline Uber or Lyft because yeah. I don't need a surcharge. Uber basic, that's yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, that's totally me. No, he unintentionally ordered an Uber XL, oh, which can hold six people. It's usually way so more expensive. he got a pimped out uh, unconscious ride. Yeah, so he got a pimped out unconscious ride stuck with a $1,600.35 cent. Is he going to have to take out a loan? Like, how off, How long does he have to pay that? Oh, it's on his credit well, card. Well, it's on his credit <gasps> card. So interest, oh, baby. God. Interest. Poor Kenny. What a horrible thing. I hope somebody started a, a GoFundMe for that loser. I'm kidding. Yeah. Can you imagine? But, you know, I kind of feel bad for him. Go Because I've been drunk. GoFundMe. And, and he's so, really tried to do the right thing. And I'm so <laughs> glad that I was not drunk in the age of Uber, where I could spend money I didn't have. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> because I know I have gotten into cabs before. 
Also, I will say though, I'm pretty sure I've had, um, I've I've given cab drivers uh, unnecessary amounts of money. It, well, sure. Because when you're inebriated and you just kind of throw I, your wallet at yeah, them. Yeah, you you have places to go. Then you wake up in your bed, mm-hmm. in your clothes, mm-hmm. and you wonder how you got home. Yeah. And your friend said, we saw you leave with some weirdo. And then you're trying to piece together your night. And then suddenly, your life is just a mess. Oh, and you don't but, know what to do. But Bradley, you're really nice. Welcome and, to my 20s. And so is Kenny. I want to tell you that the driver of the Uber... Wasn't expecting to go to New Jersey. Lots of toll roads in New Jersey. But when they got to the destination, Kenny was such a good guy that he went to the ATM and paid for all of the fines for the tolls in New Jersey. He paid fines? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, that that dude, I mean, I'm glad he took care of business, but man. I mean, maybe. Is he going to be able to afford college anymore? Well, you know, right. take out a loan. Not a big deal, right? Thanks, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Kenny, good guy. Uh, all right. When we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show from crazy, stupid idiots to pie. Yes. Our Daily Snap judgment is next. We're going to find out how you answered this question. And Holly Roberts, please educate the listening audience. What question did we ask listeners to weigh in on over at our Facebook page? Our Daily Snap judgment today is pie, coconut. Why are, it, why are you it, yelling? Because actually? you wrote it in all caps, and that's how it is on our Facebook page. So I it's wanted true. to deliver it's it true. with the enthusiasm in which it was written. I did get a note back from social media's Hannah, and mm-hmm. I thought I was just, you know, had done all caps. I thought for we style. learned our lesson know, about that. Booger King, Bradley, Booger King. King. All right, when we come back, uh, pie, coconut, or banana, we'll, we'll get right to it. Pie, banana cream, or coconut cream? That's our Daily Snap Judgment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Wrapping up another beautiful week. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts, Sonny on the board. Uh, and thank you, ladies, for hanging out with me today. Mm-hmm. Colleen will be back on Monday. And uh, Holly, why did we ask this question today? We asked our Daily Snap Judgment pie, banana cream or coconut cream, today because it is banana cream pie day. Ooh. Yes. Yum! Yes. So let's go to our Facebook page, uh, Facebook. Facebook page. Ooh, <laughs> Bradley, I like that. Facebook Bradley, let page. me tell you, it's two forty-seven on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> it's two forty-seven on a Friday afternoon. Okay, so let's so go right to that Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Let's read some of your answers. Heather says, "Banana cream, yes, please, best dessert ever." She said, "Dairy Queen crushed her heart when they took away their banana cream pie blizzard. Disgraceful." You just I mean, need she, to get yourself. She had a story, but she yeah. got it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, ban- yeah. Um, banana, Maggie says. <laughs> Coconut is weird. That was an elephant seal. As you can tell, Bradley's <laughs> back on the buttons here today. I got my finger on the button. Bradley has his fingers on the button once more. Uh, <laughs> Barbara says both are wonderful, but having to choose, I take banana cream coconut. Give it up. Oh, sorry. Not yet. <laughs> sorry. Not I'm like, I, I forgot how to do this. Um, Terry says banana with toasted coconut sprinkled on top. Ooh. Uh, yeah, you can't have I mean, both you things. can have banana, but you tried to, <laughs> yeah. you tried to get she some tried coconut to in, in there. there. Yeah. A lot of people are suggestive using banana emojis, such as Rachel. Banana is one of my favorite pies of all time. Why did the the eggplant emoji um, become euphemistic for the male anatomy, whereas the banana did not? 
I think it's a, an issue of girth. Yeah. Oh, God. Wishful. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> that actually sounds like me during a break. That's with my true. gaseous. That's true. Esophagus. Uh, Gail says coconut custard pie is the best. Oh, wait. She said custard. Cream. Yeah. Do we allow custard? The... No. Damn. Leslie says chocolate cream. Oh, there's always one. <laughs> Justin says, banana cream, no question. Banana cream, says Kathy, as does Renee. Okay, well, you get the point. Hey, um, mm-hmm. so, Holly. Yeah. I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. this very important question. Please, I'm ready. Pie, colon, banana cream, or coconut cream? Coconut cream. Poor K. One, I love coconut. Mm. Two, coconut cream pie is the preferred pie of Looney Tunes cartoons everywhere, meaning the pie that's always thrown in the that's cartoons. That's a coconut cream pie? I yes! Oh. Is it coconut? Yeah. There's the cartoon where Elmer Fudd is in the kitchen and Bugs Bunny is the waiter. Mm-hmm. And it's pick up pie, coconut cream pie, and then they throw it in Humphrey oh God, Bogart's Holly, face. Holly knows way too much about this. Anyways, right what I'm saying coconut. is there's tradition. Oh, okay. Sonny! Yes. Banana cream? Coconut cream. Without a doubt, coconut cream. Yes. yes. Wow. Bananas are gross. Okay. <laughs> They're gross. You know what? I, this is interesting. It's a it's a hat trick because I too believe that coconut cream pie is superior. Yes. I hate 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 bananas as dessert. My mom like. Oh man, she drowned us in banana. We had the chocolate covered frozen banana, nope, banana nope, pudding, nope, bananas, nope, nope, plantains, nope, and oh, nope, you know what? I the love worst? bananas. Here's the thing: like, I want a banana. Yes. It has lots of potassium it's and other nice vitamins snack. for right. post workout treat. But right. but I don't. The things that I eat a lot of, I don't want dessert from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I eat bananas. I don't want. A banana dessert. You know what's or the oranges of the cuties? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 No. You know what's the worst? What banana flavored candy? Like oh. banana flavored Wait. Laffy, Laffy Taffy. Taffy? I have to. I have to. I have to <gasps> disagree Uh-oh. with you. Uh oh. Laffy Taffy bananas is the best. Oh, so you don't like actual bananas? <laughs> no. I like the. I like the well, scientifically made ones. <laughs> let's uh, check in with this guy. Give it up for Donnie. Oh, Donnie. Oh, hey, Donnie. How are you doing, Donnie? Donnie's pretty good. I'm trying to have a conversation with you, Donnie. You interrogate Donnie. So, I, uh, you know, back in the uh, early part of the century when I was a kid, yeah, uh, the big treat for us was really good, what we called Italian ices. Oh. Okay, they came in a cup. Okay. And most of the time, you just got your basic flavors. Like a lemon? Lemon, cherry, or but then they would throw in the special flavors, and when they had banana Italian ices, we just went nuts. Really? Yeah. Did so you good. go ape for them? Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, Miss oh, was that a joke? Sorry. Did you go ape <laughs> yeah, for the banana ice? Yeah, I get, get it. it. Okay. <laughs> He's not monkeying around today, Holly. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. So anyway, what was the question? <laughs> the question today, Donnie, was yeah. pie, yeah. banana cream, or coconut cream? Oh, you guys know how I feel about pie. Well, I feel the same way, but... Coconut cream, I guess. Wow, Wow. four for four. Yeah. We all said coconut cream. Yeah. But, you know, do you remember how coconut was kind of like... 
I feel like coconut was a special thing, and now it's yes. just like everywhere. Oh, yeah. Coconut this, coconut yeah. that, I coconut know. this. Yeah, it's like a salted caramel this, salted caramel that. Yeah. That's very 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had enough of the salted caramel, I will say. Yeah, yeah we've yeah. kind of jumped the shark hazelnut on that one. This, hazelnut Oh, hazelnut oh, is another oh, thing I don't, yeah. Yeah. because you know what I think of? I think of... Um, Filberts. Nutella? <laughs> Filberts. I think of Nutella, <laughs> and again, I'm like, that's a sandwich spread. That is not a dessert item. Yeah, oh, but you I can, can eat it as a dessert. <laughs> yeah, just eat it by the spoonful. Oh, yeah. Nice, Holly. satisfying oh, at the God, end of yes. the day. Sure, but, oh, yeah. But there's something a little pasty about hazelnuts. <laughs> no, sure, no. that's true. There's the palm oil like, in that. It's yeah. not very well, good for you. Really? Really? No, yeah. You need to go to Twitter. That's all they have is snacks with Nutella. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the internet I mean, doesn't like. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I, I don't like it. When people zig, I like to zag when it comes to desserts. Oh, so contrarian are you, Bradley Trainer, when it comes to sweet foods? Too bad you can't have. I like my Napoleons and my Eclairs. Eclairs. Eclair. Are you really fancy like that? <laughs> yeah. No, and, well, I worked in a bakery in high school. This is the second time I brought this up in one show today, which means I think I'm craving pastries. But um, one of the things that we made were, were Napoleons, and I'd never had such a thing. You know which one that is? That's like a. No. It's like a puff uh, pastry. Uh, it layered with like a Bavarian cream. Oh, that sounds excellent. And then there's, a, and it looks like sort. It's sort of like a rectangular shape, kind of and like then, a profiterole, or no, no, the the top one. It's almost like an eclair, but it's puff pastry, cream, puff pastry, and then there's some icing with white and chocolate on the top. Oh, Oof. that sounds delightfully decadent. No. You don't see many of those. Like you could go to Patrick's or you'd have to go to a nice French bakery to get a Napoleon. Mm. Very specialized. Okay. Fun story. Thanks. Yeah, right. It's pastry well, chat could, with Bradley Trainer. Thanks. Glad we could go down memory lane Favorite with you, pastries? Bradley. Fine. We're oh, on fine. Pastries. pastries. It's Friday. That's fine. Channel. An Holly, almond croissant. Almond croissant. Okay. Yes, please. Thank you. Donnie. Uh, what? Favorite pastry. Favorite pastry? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a scone count? Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah I, I like know. a good scone. Mm-hmm. That can't be dry. God, I hate scones. Don't give me no dry scones. Yeah, scones, I feel bad. Isn't that just like a like a... Well, I put a, a reverse oxymoron. Well, like, aren't all uh, no, 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 not that they're made properly. And then, oh. of course, I smear it with Nutella. <laughs> yeah, but the problem is, is that a bad scone is a really bad scone. It is, that's and true. I feel bad I when you go to the pastry section at a grocery store, and all the good stuff is out, and all that's left is a scone. And you know what's it's even so worse lonely. than a scone that's what? dry is a savory scone. Oh, oh. it's a savory oh, scone. It's wants... called a biscuit. Yeah, don't yeah. put the cheese on it, Sonny. Favorite pastry item? I feel bad because I don't know what a pastry is. So think of like um, eclairs, um, croissants. croissants. I'm thinking what else? Yeah, like you can put a well, muffin in that category I mean, a, as well. A, a cupcake is a pastry. Is I a mean, cupcake yeah, a pastry? Tech, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of but like muffins, Don't. like things that yeah. you would eat at breakfast. I would yes. right. have to go with a croissant. Okay, right. okay, croissant. Mm-hmm. chocolate filled. What about plain. you, Bradley? Plain. I said Napoleon. A Napoleon. Okay. Yeah, that'd be my favorite. Yeah, too pastry bad you can't go and have one after the show. Oh, there's the music. Thanks for that, Holly. (laughs) Now I'm sad. All right. Up next, Lori and Julia. God knows what they're going to tell you about this beautiful Friday. Thanks, uh, Sonny. Thanks, Holly. And Donnie, good luck to you, sir. You'll need it. My Talk 107.1. Everything. Except the stress. Yes, of course. Entertainment.